again, I'm your host, Andrew Musa. Today, we are going to have a different type of episode. Instead of me diving into topics and research, I will be opening up my mailbox and answering some questions that I have received from my peers about music. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is now time to get educated. Before we dive into questions, I just want to clarify that these are all real questions and conversations that have been brought to me sometime this year from my peers. We keep it real on the show, so let's dive right in. Question number one, is hip-hop music considered pop music? Now, I would definitely say so. What a lot of people may not understand is that pop music is not one sound that stays the same throughout the years. In fact, a lot of genres of music are like that. Pop music is mainly about what sound is popular at that period of time. The hip-hop and R&B sound is very popular today because it is the most popular genre of music in the country, especially with artists like Drake, Post Malone, Beyonce, and The Weeknd. Question two, do you feel a huge difference in music today than in the 2000s? First off, this question makes me feel really old, but that's beside the point. I would give this question a huge yes. Growing up, all I remember is hearing songs about being at the club. New dance moves. Or simple love songs. You should let me love you. Let me be the one to give you everything you want and need. Yes, there were vulgar songs back then, but today it seems a lot more prevalent. Today's hits, specifically pop, hip-hop, and R&B, seem to be centered around vulgar content. 2000s hits, I don't necessarily remember hearing too much of that, but that just could be me. Question 3. Did The Weeknd surpass Michael Jackson for being a better musician? Now, when I heard this question, I was very appalled for many reasons, but the main reason was because the person who asked me was completely serious. I will not get into the whole debate because there really is none. When we talk about the best musician, we must put together success, stage presence, instrumental talents, and vocal talent. In answering this question, I just gave the person some initial facts that pretty much destroy his own claim. One. Michael Jackson has had at least one top five billboard hit in the past six decades and currently has the record for most Grammys won in a single night. Two, he is also known as a pioneer for music videos. Everyone has seen the Thriller music video. Michael Jackson was one of the first African-American males to have their own music video played on MTV and soon 
music videos became a lot more popular in the music industry. Number three, his stage presence is unmatched. He not only created hits with his songs, but he also took his title as musician to another level with his unique dance moves and stage appearance with his variety of suits and jackets, and of course, the white diamond glove. Now, I would agree that The Weeknd may have a better singing voice, but that is not the only thing that defines a successful artist. Plus, that is all about preference. Also, The Weeknd's popularity began in 2012 after his album Trilogy dropped, and even then, not everyone knew who he was until that 50 Shades of Grey soundtrack came out. So, eight years of popularity cannot beat six decades of influential success. MJ has been through a lot in terms of the media and the numerous claims that seem to shadow his musical success. So, I know I don't do this often, but I did do it in the first episode. I'm gonna go back into my time machine. I'm gonna sit down with the one and only Michael Jackson and just let him do the talking. And to be honest, I'm a little nervous, I'm low-key nervous, but I'm also pretty excited. So let me stop talking and let's head to the year, let's just say 1998. So before I start, I just want you all to know that um, if you hear a humming noise or if you hear like a fan noise, that's just us in the time machine because he wanted to do the interview in the time machine, which I had no problem with. So let's just get right into it. All right. So I am here with the one and only Michael Jackson. Mike, I'm truly honored that you took time to join me today. Obviously, I took a whole time machine here. So that means we mean business. I'm going to try to take out my fan side of your music and be as in the middle as possible here but obviously we got Billie Jean playing in the background which is featured on the highest selling album of all time and the number 12 greatest album of all time according to Rolling Stones which I think is blasphemous but aside from that can you just talk about the work that went into the album and all of your albums really? Um, I feel rejuvenated kind of because after working on it so long, it's so much work. A lot of people, they're used to um, just seeing the outcome of work. They never see the side of the work you go through to produce the outcome. And uh, I feel, you know, rejuvenated and happy. It's, it's a jubilation, really, is what it is. It's like a celebration. It's like, we're done. Right, and, and with your success in music, you know, you were also known to have created music with a purpose. One of those songs is the song Bad, which is based off of a true story. Can you talk about the song Bad and the meaning behind it? Yes, it is. This kid who went to school upstate in the country, whatever, who is from the ghetto, um, and he tried to make something of his life. And he would leave his old friends behind. And when he came back um, on spring break or whatever, Thanksgiving break, his, friend, his friends became so uh, envious, jealous of him, that they killed him. But in the film, I don't die, of course. Yes. So it's a true story that was we had taken from Time or Newsweek magazine. Yeah. And, uh, and he is a black kid like me. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's a sad story. Right, right. And do you almost feel like when you have those songs, do you feel like you are sort of an ambassador for change? 
feel I'm that already with what, with my music and what I've done with the music because it breaks all barriers. I don't have to make a political statement. I do all of that with music. Mm -hmm. It breaks all language barriers and everything to all races of people. It goes all over the world. And it's fun to see kids from India or uh, whatever country you name, you know, who know about the music. So music has pretty much been your life, starting at a young age with the Jackson 5. So do you think that you really had a childhood? Well, especially now, I, I come to realize, and then, I, I would do my schooling, which was three hours with a tutor, and right after that, you know, I'd go to the recording studio and record, and I'd record for hours and hours till it was time to go to sleep. So uh, it'd be nighttime, and I remember, uh, going to the recording studio there was a, a park across the street and i see all the children playing and they'd be rooting and making noise and i would cry it'd make me sad that i would have to go and work instead man I, I can only imagine you know but people have obviously seen you change throughout the years from your childhood to adulthood which has led to many questioning you know your true identity which which is really something right there so what do you have to say about that? I'm a black American. I'm proud to be a black American. I am proud of my race. I am proud of who I am. I have a lot of pride in who I am and dignity. That's like you wanted an oriental person to play you as a child. Does that make sense? No, no, that actually does not make any sense. But um, obviously, we know that that is something that a lot of people link with you. So can you just address and talk about the situation with your skin? And I have a skin disorder that destroys the pigmentation of the skin. It's something that I cannot help, okay? But when people make up stories that I don't want to be who I am, it hurts me. It's a problem for me, okay? I can't control it, okay? But what about all the millions of people? Let's reverse it. What about all the millions of people who sit out in the sun to become darker, to become other than what they are? Nobody says nothing about that. It's in my family, my father said is on his side. I can't control it, I don't understand. I mean, it makes me very sad. I don't want to go into my medical history. That's something that's private, but mm -hmm. that's the situation here. And many people don't know all that, so thank you for sharing a little bit with me, and I wish I had more time to ask you some more questions, but I have to get back to the year 2020 to finish out my show. So big thank you to you for helping me out. Now, back to the present. Wow, what a quick interview that was. I'm really liking the idea of talking to people who may feel misunderstood in the public, so maybe we can do more of that in the future. Who knows? Anyway, we have time for one more question. Question number four. Hey, Andrew, since this election is so important and many people do not think either candidate is the most fit for their side, why don't you just vote for Kanye West? You are a huge fan of his. He is a Christian. He would be our second black president and so forth. So why not? What are your thoughts? Two things. One, yes, I am a huge fan of Kanye West. Two, somebody just cue up the outro, please. Thank you again for tuning in to this edition of For the Culture. I sure learned a lot this episode, and I hope you did too. If you can get one message out of this entire episode, it would be this. Get educated and stay woke. 
for the culture.